and welcome to the podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. This is where we discuss how Christian professionals can approach work as an act of worship. Hey guys, it's John. Welcome to uh, to Fully Expressed, a ministry of Seeds to Life, where it's our hope to encourage you to be able to fully express who God's created you to be. And uh, today I'm excited that we have a, a special guest that I'll just uh, announce to you in just a minute. His name is uh, Wes Anderson. He's coming to us from uh, Chula Vista, California. Let him explain who he is and what he's doing now. But uh, Wes, is, uh, we've known each other for uh, over 20 years and he's always been encouragement to me and i think you'll find him encouraging to you today as well and uh it was about a month ago sitting at uh, wes's kitchen table just catching up and talking about what the lord was doing in our lives and how he was using us and 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 wes has got a great story and i'm anxious for him to communicate it to you and i think that you'll be uh, as encouraged as i was so uh welcome to the program wes wes welcome to us uh, to fully expressed Thank you so much. Good to be able to join you and uh, be part of the podcast. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited to uh, to to hear more a little bit about your story. So just uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you what you're doing. Yeah, I am serving in a number of capacities uh, with my uh, uh, ministries. One is uh, Code Seven. My my main focus right now, Code Seven, is actually a police code, John, for uh, a lunch break for the, the law enforcement uses. So <laughs> I found. Uh, if I can uh, buy them coffee and lunch every day, I get a conversation moment. So I'm doing that. I've been married for more than 30 years. Uh, a couple of adult kids who are grown and uh, living their living their dream as well. But I'm blessed to be able to be serving people uh, in law enforcement as my my main gig this season of life. Okay, and so that uh, you have a, a little bit of a, a background that led you to that. So just kind of give us the. Uh, a little bit of that uh, elevator reader's digest pitch of how you've got how, where you've been what you've done and how it led you to now okay you know what raised in a great christian home uh realized along the way i wanted to uh be in ministry sharing god's love with others spent about 25 years in a leadership position a pastoral position at churches and um, during that time i ran across plenty of couples who were uh, in distress and spent uh, hours counseling uh, many families and and then uh, some good friends of mine growing up uh, who were law enforcement and family members and I watched a few of them crash and burn what I mean is they just ended up with the stresses and strains of that profession uh, stopped making great decisions got a little driftent uh, oh there he goes a new word distant and drifting, <laughs> drifting. they got drifting and uh, that resulted in some crash and burn relationships and I thought man I want to help these people who I love and what can I do and started uh, researching started taking some courses on critical incident stress management and law enforcement stresses and found myself you know riding along a couple days a week in the police cars patrol cars going wherever they went seeing what they saw and looking at myself and saying how can you not be changed after running for eight hours in the trenches and the streets and the sewers, how can you not come back smell, smelling a little bad and thinking differently? <laughs> and so I just committed myself at that point, even while I was in ministry at a church still uh, full time, to just how can I serve and what can I do? And I would go out, you know, whenever I could and just spend time with them and try to try to help encourage them. Yeah, and, ha and how do you feel the uh, that you have? 
I mean, because you're different, deal with all different kinds of folks now, right? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you have some that are receptive, you have some that are not. I mean, how would you say that you're able to bring the, the truths that you bring to that environment, um, you know, using the, the, uh, how you've been trained, how you've been skilled and gifted in the past? You know, the law enforcement community is very unique in that they they have, I call it a blue veil. You have to get through the blue curtain or the blue veil to be able to impact them. And so, you know, plenty of people want to come around and sell you something at your front door. We don't have any Kirby vacuum cleaners really nowadays, but people want to, you know, there's always, a, what, what's what's the trade-off here? Why do you want to be in my car? Things and, <laughs> and, you know, as I was allowed to become the chaplain there, I realized all of it takes uh, a trust level. And that trust has to be developed over a period of time, consistent actions um, over a period of time for them to begin trusting. And in their community, the law enforcement, you're trusted at one point by one person, and he says, oh, chaplain, he's good. Then you're good with the next guy without having to go through that whole you know, eight-hour period of going, let me prove myself again to you. Um, but you know what, really, something I learned early on in ministry has carried me through all of this and through life, really. I would say my life motto picked up really early from uh, actually my uncle. He said this, relationships with people are more important than personal accomplishments. Mm. So holding on to that, my focus has to be relationships with people, whether I get the promotion or don't, whether I get no public notoriety or I don't. Um, I'd rather not have it personally. I'm one of those personality types. I'll, I'll, I'll run in the back seat, not in the patrol car because it's kind of dirty. But I'll, run, I'll run behind the scene and support and encourage and be that under rower who's making things happen. And really, when, when you're a trusted individual with law enforcement, they know you're going to hold their secrets or their life or their stories. Um, then um, you know, there's a trust that, that builds. And I'm not out doing my trolley street conversion with them. That's not the style of ministry that chaplains can have. I'm um, not notching my belt for every conversion I have. I just realized if I can love them and encourage them and be a voice of, of support to them in their job day in, day out, and consistent in that, I'm going to earn the opportunity in the next 10 years of their life or career to help them with their teenager, to help them with their uh, relationship struggle, to help them through their discipline at work, or their terrible circumstance they had to go to, or terrible action that by no other uh, way could they resolve the, this, this problem they arrived on, but something that, that's harsh. So um, it's about relationships, and that really developed through the ministry and, uh, and over time. Wow, yeah, that that's that's awesome, Wes. And uh, it, I mean, you can tell the passion that you have for that coming through in your voice, and I imagine through your ministry as well. And I mean, do you find a, a, a I mean, I'm assuming you do, and I want to put words in your mouth. Do you find a level of fulfillment for yourself in that? And and where's where's that coming from? Absolutely, you know, um, um. We oftentimes don't get to see the results of the things we invest in. I remember I did youth ministry for 10 years at the church. And, you know, the kids come and they go and they go to college. Maybe you never see them again or they make great life choices or terrible. You really don't often get to see the results of that immediately. And that's kind of how it is with ministry, I believe, overall. Anyway, you don't really, you know, it's not guaranteed you'll see the end. Who, who is the missionary who uh, died without seeing converts? Uh, uh, uh his name is slipping me at the moment. Um, oh, gosh. Well, we can take that out of this thing later on. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Is that, um, um, who's the guy in the, 
Hudson Taylor, was that? Reese Howell. I'm, go uh, I'm Googling it here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was that? Um, Missionary who died. John Allen Cow. C-H-A-U. No, uh, you guys are going to know him. Um, indigenous, William Carey. No, indigenous guy. He, they ended up killing him. They killed him. Jim Elliott? Jim Elliott. Gosh, oh my <laughs> God. Jim Elliott. <laughs> okay. So rewind. <laughs> I'm like, what minute is that? A minute, <laughs> minute thirty. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I like Jim Elliot, who saw no converts during his lifetime. It really limited, if if none, because he didn't. I didn't have the opportunity to see that there. But what happened after even his death was is known by all of us through the history books. And with the police officers, I recognize that. Um, you know, I'm just trying to love on them and impact them like Jesus has loved me with his hands and feet, encouraging, ministering. I tell them all the time, I'm not going to pick up any rocks. <laughs> I'm not going to do my best not to judge you. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to pick up any stones to stone you with. I just want to walk with you through life. And I think that's part of what gives me my passion is I actually get to see some of those changes. I have a quick story for you. I had this officer I ended up being on a ride along with by default. I was with someone else. They were injured. And they said, hey, can you take my partner? <laughs> so I got in the car with this other, uh, actually, uh, a female officer. And we just went through the rest of the shift. I never, I don't initiate God or faith or spiritual things. They're pretty inquisitive. They don't know why I'm in the car. So it might come up. But this, uh, this particular individual, it never came up. Saw him again a month later. I was there to get around. Um, and the sergeant said, who wants to take the chaplain? And she raised her hand. I thought, that's interesting. I just went there a month ago. And there's 30 people in the room. Okay. Yeah. So I get in the car and immediately she says, Wes, I want you to know something. I started going back to church and reevaluating my faith because of you. Wow. And I thought, okay, <laughs> now you got to tell me because how that happened. Because I remember I didn't go there with her. You know, I just did. I didn't <laughs> talk about it. And she said, I had this stereotype of all preachers and pastors and religious uh, leadership that they were just judgmental and harsh and pushy and wanted to try to get you to see things their way but you rode with me for six hours and you never pushed anything in fact you didn't say anything that made me inquire and i went back to church and i've been going back to church since you rode along and i wanted you to know and i thought this is not in the textbook this is not how we're supposed to do it but i started seeing the fruit of the outcome of just loving people just being in their space and that gives me energy to know that god you use me even without a word literally you can have an impact and so in that sense you know paul's first corinthians 9 i do kind of become all things to all people that i might by some unusual means possible sitting in the front of a police car you know going lights and siren down the street hey how you doing today yeah, you know? yeah. I'm with you, you know, somehow they might find the love of God and the grace of God and mercy of God through the peace that the chaplain's bringing by his presence with them and his love for them. So that, that, that stirs me up. If you can hear it in yeah. my voice, I could talk about this all day long and tomorrow <laughs> too, you know? What would you, what would you say to the, uh, to the uh, person listening to the podcast that is in a uh, work situation? They know maybe they're not in ministry or what, what would you have to say to them about the impact from that you've learned that they could have on where they're at and what they're doing? That's great. It's a great lead because I think some of the, well, all of the ways that Christ ministered to people, 
um, were tangible. Everybody didn't work at the church. They weren't all priests and Levites and, and, and doing their thing in the church at all. Uh, There's very few. Um, and I recognize that in my time in ministry. It's very few people have that opportunity. But in the workplace, man, if you just... Uh, loving on the people. You know, there, there's a book out, uh, Five Love Languages. If you can pick out your coworkers and see how they really could be communicated with, see how they could be impacted just by your encouraging word in the morning, an encouraging tone, an encouraging face in the morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, it's so good to see you today. You know, some of those things in the workplace, even if you're not really happy to see them, you can tell them it's good to see them, and you can speak forth even that kindness and that affirmation with your words to people um, in a simple way as well. It, since at the moment we're in COVID, you probably don't have a lot of face-to-face, yeah. <laughs> so we'll go back to tones and, um, and just different type of interaction, knowing that your encouragement uh, can change them and might be the only person encouraging them today, especially in the sales industry. How many knows you're going to get today on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> um, and if someone says, hey, man, I'm glad you're in my circle today of communication. I'm glad you're, you're a friend of mine through this work relationship. So you know what? Thanks for being you. I think those things go a long ways to people saying, you know what, I am loved, I'm valued, and, you know, Wes or John or whoever it is, they, they see they see a, a positive in me. Oh, that's really good, Wes. And, and if you can earn that uh, level to speak in the front seat of a police car, you can probably earn it at the copy machine too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're going to know who to come to when they have that problem. Yeah. They're going to know, yeah. hey, you know, I've talked to you for a minute. Because you become a safe audience because you're not criticizing and finding fault and one-upping them. You know, you're just really caring for them. Again, relationships are more important than the, than the personal accomplishments. Yeah, and so uh, so popping the clutch and shifting the gear here. I, I know that uh, talking with you, you also are involved with some uh, some marketplace stuff, and and maybe you can tell us about uh, how that. Uh, and sounds like um, from talking to you, that might have originated from just what you're talking about, just by being nice and kind and loving to people. And uh, tell us a little bit about that if you can. Yeah, so you must be talking about my friend Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants some chicken. <laughs> Have you tried the new brownies? The cookie what? <laughs> oh, good stuff over there. Yeah, you know, I was just doing. I was taking some of the skills I had um, got infused into me through my years of, of ministry, executive ministry in the church, um, whether human resources and just some people skills and relationship skills and. She saw that in me, the owner here in our town, and said, can you help me with this little piece? Give me some advice. I started with advice. I gave her some advice, turned it into, hey, can you give me some more advice? I'm like, yes, but I can't give it to you every day. (laughs) (laughs) It ended up turning into a great opportunity for her and for me to use some of that skill set, some of the things I had grown through and in in ministry into her workplace and help them have a, a, a thriving area of business uh, that I was interested with, which is the human resource aspect and finding some talent, communicating. I tell these people I interview these, a lot of them young, very young adults, teens or college students. Yeah, I'm a chaplain on the side and I'm here to do your interrogation. I, I'm in your interview today. <laughs> so, you know, I keep them off balance a little bit. and uh, uh, But yeah, those things, a lot of those skills uh, transfer over. And what a great opportunity to be out and then, you know, have that relationship with the police department, even locally and the, 
you know, a way to give back to the police officers through Code 7, that food, again, um, through a local restaurant who has great values and um, great generosity towards those who serve in public service. Yeah. So, I mean, Wes, you are one of those guys that uh, exemplify for me that uh, pastor isn't necessarily what you do, it's who you are. And yeah. so it's, it sounds like that's uh, kind of been the, the theme, whether it's in church ministry or whether it's in Code 7 or whether it's in, in Chick-fil-A, um, that that's kind of followed you. I mean, is that, uh, is that within your heart? I mean, does that follow you everywhere? Yeah, you know, again, I don't want to say it too many times, but uh, I really feel God put on my heart to build relationships with people. And it's all relationship-based um, Christ wants a personal relationship with us uh, as much as we invest in that we develop in that and um, yeah it's really about uh, relationships and so, so again so the person who's listening you would uh, what would your kind of advice be to them about whatever situation they find themselves in whether it is in church ministry whether it is in marketplace ministry or whether it's in their neighborhood what uh, what would you say is it kind of in the expressions of your life that uh, that you would recommend to them first of all as much as is possible with you live at peace with all men <laughs> you got to be a, a peaceful person and trying to make peace man let that soccer game get by you without screaming <laughs> you can uh, you can pace but don't yell or cuss or hand <laughs> gestures unless they're for worship you know um, <laughs> Um, you know, just really uh, being being consistent, I think, is a huge piece as well. Um, yeah, no matter where you are, work, uh, home or play or neighborhood, you know, to be an encouragement to other people, you know. Yeah, that's a good word, Wes. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, wanted to find out more about Code 7, um, how could they do that? You know, have a website, uh, gocode7.com, the number seven in there g-o-c-o-d-e seven dot com i have a newsletter i put out information about what i'm doing kind of what's happening in our city and just who we're loving on and so yep you can feel free to go and check that out and sign up for for future newsletters i, yeah, I, would, I would encourage encourage everyone to uh, to to go ahead and do that as i mentioned when i think of fully expressing who God has created us to be. I think of my friend Wes Anderson, who's got doing all kinds of different things and still finds time to, so you're an athlete too, right? I still, I still find the bike rides and runs and, you know, <laughs> yeah, out in the outdoors. You know, and that's actually, it, 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 it's twofold. It's, it's, I love being outdoors, running and hiking and mountain biking and uh, kayaking. But, you know, a lot of that is the self-care. I didn't really touch on that aspect yet. I just really, really worked that into the law enforcement is self-care and wellness is real. And so I know when I have a difficult day or a lot of energy I've expended, I've got to go get recharged. Uh, you know, Code 7, my whole motto is rest, reflect, and renew. And so my outdoor space is renewal space for me. <laughs> uh, not much resting involved out there, but yeah, it's yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, Wes, any, uh, any, uh, any closing thoughts for our audience about pursuing their calling? I mean, if they, I mean, you, you changed a couple of times, any, uh, any closing thoughts for somebody who might be saying, well, how do I, how do I get started? What do I do? You know, um, I think having a loose grip on whatever we have is a key, a key um, thing to remember. I think we need to allow God to transition us or to be transitioned. There, there's a couple of different kind of people in the world, those who are looking for a new adventure always, and those who are really content to be right where they are 
and never move. And somewhere in the middle of there, God <laughs> has his finger and hand on things and directing. And, um, you know, hey, I, it's, it's okay. It's good to be a great accountant and to thrive in that and to make your living in that. And then outside of that, that can help fund you uh, financially to be able to do other things that you want to do or things you're passionate about. But, you know, kind of find some of those passion points and use your spare time um, to pursue some of those, get educated and see, God, is this something you have for me in the future? Or is this something you have for me now while I'm working my regular job? I think those are um, good questions to always have out there and being, who's it? Pastor Chuck Smith, blessed are the flexible, they won't be broken, you know? Amen. Amen. That's a good word, Wes. And I, and I just think that it's good for us to, to periodically think deeply about who we are and what we're doing. And that's kind of what I hope to, uh, to bring through this podcast. So it's a pleasure having you on. We'll have you have to have you come back and, uh, and join us again, because I know there's a, a bunch of stuff we didn't get to. And I'd like to have you have the opportunity to express your heart a little bit more. But thanks for coming on. And uh, Lord bless you. And Lord bless Code 7. Thank you so much, John. Have a great, great day. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. If you'd like to receive John's weekly devotional, go to seeds2life.org. That's seeds2life.org.